In this episode, we're going to talk about open source research based on a question that was asked about keeping our research organized, how to track the things we followed, ways in which we can use certain methodologies to make sure we know where we're at, what we found, how to find it again. Real simple stuff, but there's a couple ways to look at it I think people don't normally think about because there's a different approach to this type of research than there normally is. Like a lot of times when you do a big paper, you've got an idea, a theory, you kind of create an outline and things you want, which you can do on certain profiles of people. But when we're just searching things in general or going in cold, trying to find somebody, like in this case, there's ways to look at it to build the outline as you go. That's what we're going to talk about. Open source research right here on Gray Man, Hiding in Plain Sight. So open source research just as a reminder to everybody in its simplest form, OSINT, open source intelligence, is any information that anybody has access to. Doesn't necessarily mean every single person has access, doesn't mean you're necessarily going to find the information. But things that are not open source are what we'd call closed source. Closed source means they're closed off from the general public. Typically, these are on secure servers. In government sense, this is classified information, even confidential information, all forms of classification. But open source is just that regular everyday stuff. Could be magazines, could be the news, could be a library, a book, could be general searches on the internet, can even be the deep web and dark web if you've got access to it. So that's what we're looking at. Now, based on this question we got on the Intel training page from Walexi, he asked a question. He said straight up, and I missed this. I told him I missed it for some reason. I think I had this organized just to look at my own stuff. But it said, I believe I've tracked down an online predator who came after a family member. I'm all for hanging them, but, you know, just kidding. Social media accounts are collected in corresponding conversations. How unusual it is to lose the path? How unusual is it to lose the path you took to find a social media profile? And does it matter? Even after collecting this information, my expectations are low that anything can come from it. The guy looks like he's in central Mexico. Should I turn over what I have to the FBI? Thanks. And I asked the question just to clarify, what do you mean by how unusual does it lose the path you took to find? He said, my research, I had in one direction and backtracked. Now I have some tight core leads, but none of it is hard evidence. I thought that would show the path I took to create the relationships I discovered by the journey, but was circuitous in the future. I'd like to keep my discoveries organized and clear. So when you look at, like in the intro I talked about, and it's the PI guys know this, at least to some degree, and I made suggestions to one individual asked was like, if they're trying to find somebody, there's certain things they want to build, and that's the existing relationships, profile the individual, places they go, all these. So you're finding somebody that has reached out to a family member, looks like they're a predator, and you want to track them down or get information on them. So while you can build lists of things, or however you want to build them, like say social media, biographical data, geographical information as an example when you're going through and doing your searches one of the things to do is to think about a research paper like a layout for it when you're going to do a paper and you have you know like section one subparagraph a b and c subsection to those might be 1.1 however you want to do those take that idea and put in the links as you go and then as you're backtracking through it, verify which links you still want to use. So for example, you started out with probably say Facebook or whatever you'd said, and then you start to find known information or suspected information. 
you want to just copy the links as you go and put them on a, a simple document. Now, some of the links might come up to be one of those really, really long ones. Just stick with those for starters. Go back and use Bitly later or Genie or whatever. But use those links and then title them when you build basically your outline so that when you take an outline for a paper and you put in, here's the things I want to talk about, and then you actually apply words to that, you're not really applying words to that. You're instead building that outline as you go. So you could put, you know, whatever information you're starting, what could be the name you're using on a Facebook profile, which may eventually change. You may eventually find more information. Do that to build an outline using that outline to show the path you followed to get certain information. And then as you backtrack through it, you delete the things you don't think you need anymore. Additionally, though, don't just use an outline. Make lists. I would make lists like biographical data lists, everything on that person I can, relationships lists, which could be social media or whatever. There could be geographical lists where you think they are. The other thing you said you think they're in Mexico. It depends on why you think that. Is it that their social medias list that or is it... You know, you track their IP address. Doesn't mean they're not in Mexico, but that's very possible. They could be using a VPN. Should you overturn it to the FBI? My suggestion is what you should do is go to your local law enforcement to start with. Now, granted, I get it. Local law enforcement, even in a big city, they don't have the training or the experience or anything in this stuff to really find this stuff out. But it does start there. And it's to let them know the information you found, what was happening, so they can be aware of it. It should be up to them to pass it off to the FBI. That's not to saying you can't go contact the FBI. You absolutely can go contact them directly. But the thing to do would be to call them. I would call them and say, here's the situation. Somebody was reaching out to this family member, making certain statements to be an online predator. I did a little bit of my own research just to try to verify, you know, make sure that this is what was happening. That's what it looks like. Are you the people to talk to about it? And they might direct you to your local police. So maybe start there with that phone call. But in either case, figure out exactly what information you have. But once you pass that information off to them, it's kind of on them to do the job. It's not for you to do the job. It's not to say you can't keep searching stuff. People do it all the time. But sooner rather than later, you should report it. Because you never know. They may already have an open investigation on this. It may be something where somebody deleted accounts and they created new accounts. It might lead them into situations where they can find this stuff connected to other cases for trafficking of humans, other known associates. You have no idea the kind of stuff they have. So I would sit down and go through everything you did, put it all in an outline, titling what it is. You know, this link is a you know Facebook profile one, Instagram profile one, Instagram profile two, whatever it is, however you're doing it. The information you found, every place you found information, when you put the information in, you want to link to where you found it, even if it's repeated from the outline. You want to give that to them. Let's say it's the FBI. You want to have your own copies, but give them hard copy of it, print it out, and then give them, go buy a clean thumb drive, you know, run a virus checker, format it, put that on there and hand it to them and say, here's a digital copy with these links. Here's the stuff I found. And I realized this is looks shady. It looks like it's legit. You know, we're taking our own steps for cybersecurity and blocking, recreating new accounts and doing all this stuff. But here's the information I found that could be helpful for them. But after that, they're not going to want you to do that anymore. Again, it's up to you. But the way to track it is to understand that most of the time when it comes to actual intelligence, when we're looking for things, we're going into it just as cold as you are. We don't have that much information. It's not the same as looking for a, a criminal. 
criminals tend to have a lot of things already associated with them. It's that new unknown criminal you're trying to find. Somebody's robbing banks. So we're trying to find this guy that's an unknown. That's the same idea in the world of intelligence of most things we're trying to find when we're trying to find terrorists, for example. So we have to go into a cold and we have to do the research. We're reading old reports and we're doing open source research like you have, plus all the other assets. And we're building it as we go. And so while there is existing reporting formats that they use, you don't have that, you don't need it, you're going to build it as you go. So you'll build an outline as you go. Now, you can put an outline up as much as you want, but my suggestion would be not even to create the format. I would just go in there to Word or whatever, put the format in for all those sub things like you would on an outline if you know how to do that. And if not, just use, just enter them line by line and use the tab key. Don't worry about that just to make those sections and go in and put what it is. Facebook profile link, you know, known associates link. You know, you could define known associates. 17 people on a Facebook profile that regularly interact with their postings or, you know, whatever it is you found so that the, also the outline is the sections of information you found with subheadings of, of follow-up information. Don't think of it as all connected like you're going to write a paper. It doesn't need to be like that. If you're just using that format to separate your ideas, it's one way to do it. You know, and you can use whatever you want, any form. You can use one note. It doesn't matter. That's what I do. The other way I do it is I make lists. Like I was describing, you could only make lists. If you like writing and you're into narrative writing, like creative writing, you can write paragraphs and say, you know, on October 5th at 1 p.m., I did a search at this link and I found this information. You can do that too. It just needs to be clear and concise, not overly wordy. What's great about this is, especially if you don't do a narrative, is you're not putting in personal thoughts and opinions because you don't want to do that. You just want to put in the information you found. This also helps you in going back at any time to look at this, to find the stuff out and go, oh, well, this is where I found this. I found it through this link. You know, and you can always check those links. Did it get shut down? And the thing is, if you have profiles, say the guy had three profiles that you found and two of them eventually get shut down, I would leave that on your document because it'll be a reminder to you when you go there that that account was shut down because then you can put a subheading under that and say link above is a dead link because when I checked it on October 7th, the account was shut down or closed or I was blocked. It was one of those. Because whether the account's shut down or you're blocked, it's just going to say it, it doesn't exist. Or it says basically the same thing like on Facebook. Other social media, it'll say whatever. The other thing, too, is you can organize it by social media information. I, I wouldn't organize it by social media. Like, I found all this on Facebook. I found all this on Twitter. I found all this on whatever. I would organize it by types of information that matter regardless of where you found it. Because if you organize it by social media, that's like organizing it by website. And it makes it to where an investigator has to jump around to find all the information. So you want to keep the idea concise by listing it by idea. Biographical, geographical, times of day the person's on the internet, how they interact, you know, links to the messages and stuff, which all those messages you have, you should save and print out. And then if they're all, say, text messages for some reason, which would really be horrible, you want to screenshot those and put them on a document. It's all like Facebook Messenger or another Messenger thing. You should be able to print those out or whatever function they have to make it to where you can get those or if you can copy and paste them. And then probably a screen, if you have to copy and paste it, probably a screenshot too. So you can at least put an initial screenshot showing how it started. And then you can copy all the narrative out 
That's the kind of stuff that you're going to need, but that's how you do it. So the idea is no matter how much you have an idea of starting your research, when you're doing the type of thing you're doing, it's not the same as research paper. It's not the same thing at all. You don't sit around and hypothesize almost ever an idea or a theory and then decide how you want to approach that theory and to decide how you're going to organize your document you're going to write and then you know, do all of your research as well as talk to people and create charts. Intel does not work like that. That is a research paper, so you don't want to approach it that way. You want to approach it in the way that you're probably going to build it as you go, probably going to have to keep it like notes. Most people that do this keep notes digitally use OneNote in the Intel world. It's not the only thing they use. They tend to keep certain lists of things as well as what looks like an outline format of subheadings and subsections for the information they find that's supporting supporting that original thought. It's the same idea, actually, as when we do questioning plans when we interrogate. Like we have a subject, and we'll say the subject is military service. And then below that, we'll have our main sections of military service that make sense to this target. They may not always be the same. Could be, like say it was an American soldier, they had 20 years in the military and you want to know military service and you want to build a list of questions. Well, the questions by the time you're done will be in the hundreds because you'll have probably five to 25 main headings, main sections of questions. It'll be very general questions like duty stations they were at, training, years of service, it might seem that general, but then in duty stations, till underneath duty stations, then you'll list questions because now you're down the second subsection. Be like, what's the first duty station you were at? You know, a follow-up question that, when were you assigned to that duty station? When did you leave that duty station? You know, things like that. And then if they were 12 duty stations, that could end up being 20 or 30 separate questions. doesn't mean you're going to sit down and ask every one of those questions, but they're questions that you answered. And you're going to fill them out the same way. But since this isn't an interrogation where you have a target, you know what you're going to look for and you're going in cold, you're doing the same thing as a questioning plan. It's just instead of having that questioning plan, you're already going into it, looking for information, and you're building the answers to questions you haven't even written out. You could write questions, don't get me wrong, but you're basically filling in the information based on your open source research. That's kind of how it works. So that's how you got to keep track of it. You're basically going to have to copy and paste everything you find, every website, everything you're doing, whatever searches matter, even if you have them in a scattered mess, as long as it's your version of notes, because you can, you could just copy and paste as you go and build the outline later, which is really what I do. I'll, I'll copy and paste. I'll write some notes. I'll go back to what I'm doing. And I might have pages of just random, what looks like garbage. And then when I go back through it, I pull the pieces out and put them into that um, kind of research format and outline of the information I found on that subject. And then from there, I do whatever I need to. That's how I do OSINT when I'm really serious about it. That's rare that I have to get that detailed, but that's kind of the way I approach it. The other thing I do is I make lists because I have lists like useful information, not useful information, vetted information, unvetted information. I have those four lists all the time that are generic lists I use. But I also have other lists I make as I go because I keep ones like biographical, geographical, you know, that kind of information, contact information. 
I have those lists too. And then I add lists as I go for anything specific to that individual. And then I pull those pieces out of them and I put a list of vetted and unvetted, unvetted stuff I need to chase down, but I keep them in those main lists too, as vetted and unvetted. I just color them differently. And then I pull the pieces out that I need to put into my outline so I can follow the path of where I got the information, which gives me the ability to write the document. One way you can do it. There's many ways, but most of it requires you to do the labor. So you're clicking links, you're reading things, things are making sense, no problem. But you're going back at a later time. The reason you can't find it is you basically haven't taken the notes. And to take the notes is going to require copy and paste those links, screenshots of information, copy and paste, whatever. Remember, you're gathering facts and data. You're gathering data. Don't even think of it as facts and truth. You're gathering data. You're showing where the data was found. You're going to give that to other people to analyze, to determine fact and truth and whatever, because that's not your job. You're just gathering data. Think of it that way. That will stop you from trying to determine what's facts and truth, trying to put your opinion in there, trying to put a spin on it, because you definitely don't want to do that when you're looking at something that's an investigation. You want to avoid all that stuff. Investigations aren't about facts or truth. They're about gathering data so they can be analyzed to determine facts or truth. Or like in a law enforcement thing, are we going to apply charges? Are we going to arrest this person? Are we going to refocus the investigation this way? That's kind of the idea. But you're not an investigator. You're just collecting the info. So I hope that that helps you and makes things a little easier for you. Send me any other question you have, any other idea you have on what you're doing. I do hope this works out, but I definitely suggest no matter what, contact law enforcement. Since you think they might be Mexico, make the phone call to the FBI and see what they say. If they tell you local law enforcement, call local law enforcement. If they say they'll talk to you, make sure you've got your ducks in a row and you've got what you've got already. So you're going to want to call them sooner rather than later, but... You want to want to get this information together. So it just depends on what you can do. If you're going to redo all this stuff and you know it's going to take you a few days, make that phone call because then you can file a report and go see them. And then later on, you can bring them the info you found. And they're going to tell you once you bring it the first time, they're going to tell you not to do that anymore, but they will take that info and look at it. Same thing if you end up working with local police. So I hope that it works out for you. If you like this episode, don't forget us a like, share, heart, whatever your platform is using and Make sure you let people know you think will enjoy this material. Give us a review on Apple Podcasts or wherever you're at. And don't forget to check out the show notes and check out dmrpublications.com. And we will be back again shortly with more information right here on Grayman, Hiding in Plain Sight.